selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Mario Kart! back to a very special episode of the Kit and Krista podcast. Today, we wanted to look back at the entire life, almost 10 years, of Mario Kart 8. Yeah, with the final booster course pass set mm-hmm. of tracks coming out, this whole big project. It's finally which over. Which somehow made it 10 years, has yeah. wrapped up, so it feels like a great point to just look back at all of the, how did we get to this point? And Maybe look a little bit ahead to the future. Yeah. And to start out, we were at Nintendo collectively for over 30 years. So we've been through the majority of this 10-year cycle life of this game, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. We we started, what was your first year? 2007? Yes. And we left in 2022. So we saw basically, you know, all but the very end of mm-hmm. this project. Yeah. And I was actually the public relations lead on the original Wii U version of Mario Kart 8. And we were sort of racking our memory. And I think we found out that you were the lead for <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on Switch. Yeah, we're going to get to why we, were, we found that to be hilarious. Because I do remember now that I worked on Mario Kart right. Eight deluxe on Switch, but it was actually a funny story, so we'll save that for um, later on in this episode. Yeah, so we know our stuff, if you're wondering who are, who are these people talking about <laughs> That's this. That's true. We've been through it. Yeah, so I think we need to start with Mario Kart 7 before we can talk about Mario Kart 8, actually. Yeah, and I was actually the, the um, co-lead on Mario Kart 7. There you so. go, yeah. <laughs> so... You know, this game came out in December of 2011. Yeah. I remember... Obviously, the the launch of the 3DS was extremely rocky, Mm -hmm. extremely turbulent, a very concerning time within the company because we were going from the great stability and success of the Wii and the DS to now the 3DS and then in in the near future, the Wii U. And everybody inside the company was like, just hold the fort until the end of the year. We have... A Mario Kart game coming. That's right. And I remember, like you said, it was extremely rocky. And and frankly, the, the launch of the 3DS was very lackluster. And th- there was no like hitting of sales goals. There was no celebration of a successful launch. And also, we talked about this before in some of our other videos, like there just wasn't a strong launch lineup for the 3DS. Steel Diver? Anyone? <laughs> um, you know, we're all spoiled, right, by the Wii, uh, the the Switch days where we have like crazy launch lineups. And I think because of how rocky the 3DS was, lessons were learned yes. for the Switch launch. But this game was basically what all hopes and dreams 
were pinned on, and it wasn't coming until the end of the year. It was a yeah. December it's, release. It's unusual for a game of that size to come out in December and sort right. of indicates like we are doing everything we can to squeak this out yeah. while there's still time in the holiday season yeah. to push sales of the game and, and also sales of the 3DS. Remember, we had to cut the price of the 3DS with the ambassador program, my right. ambassador certificate, oh, my ambassador. proudly framed and hanging in my home. Yeah, like the crazy news stories about Mr. Iwata cutting his right. own salary right. was all in this time period. Right. So it was a very concerning time. And mm -hmm. again, yeah, everybody was just like, just hold it down until we can get this right. game out. So that's an interesting place for it to be. Um, and kind of, you know, really started to cement, if it wasn't already cemented by that point, I mean, on the on the Wii and, and DS, it sold, you know, tens of millions of like, you know, th this is like one of the most critical franchises mm -hmm. that we have. And I think before it was like, oh yeah, we got Mario, we got Zelda, Smash Brothers is up and coming. Like, oh yeah, Mario Kart's good, but I don't think it was entirely in that echelon yeah. at that point. I think so too. And I think the desperation for actual like software games for 3DS kind of forced it to be that, especially inside Nintendo, because we didn't really have other things like Smash or Zelda or Mario, like yeah. traditional you know, Mario games to fall back on. This was like our only hope. And so I think from a marketing perspective, like a lot was done to launch this game. I mean, I have ridiculous stories about the stuff that we did for this this game launch, including building carts in real life. When are we going to hear that? Customs. Please tune into a future episode of the Kitten Crystal <laughs> podcast. But like, this was one of the craziest launches because I think people just inside the company just really started to see the importance of and the power of mm -hmm. Mario Kart and really like saw this as a way to drive hardware sales. And I feel like that perception of Mario Kart has carried over yes. into Mario Kart 8. Yes. Um, so kind of from a game context, you know, I think if, if I was to just do off the top of my head like a tier list of Mario Kart games, I'd probably put seven near the middle. Yeah. Um, there are some parts of it that are good. There's some parts that are frankly just unremarkable. Yeah. Um, but it did introduce some gameplay aspects that, you know, carried over and played a big role in 8, namely being able to customize your mm -hmm. cart, getting all these different pieces and, and putting together a cart that sort of reflected you. And also this aspect of, you know, gliding through courses, yeah. going underwater, kind of breaking out of the normal course idea. Right, right. Yeah, introducing the glider and just like opening up the creativity in terms of the different types of terrain and tracks, I think started in Mario Kart 7. And obviously you see that even in the beginning of Mario Kart 8. And then of course, now that we're at the very end of Mario Kart 8, with however many, like, how many courses are we at? Like 90 something yeah. courses or whatever. Like you see that creativity has only gotten more wild and, and crazy and great. Um, but that idea of what we think is a Mario Kart course, what you can do in a Mario Kart course, that seedling didn't get started, I think, until Mario Kart 7. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, in the end, the game sold fine. Um, you know, the 3DS did eventually, you know, stumble its way to becoming <laughs> a, a decent success for Nintendo. And, yeah. and, you know, that was one of the early building blocks, but, you know, nowhere near the explosive sales of what had come before or what would come after. Right, exactly. So Mario Kart 8 then... That was first announced at E3 2013, and you know, as we as would happen, you know, our team would go up to Redmond and see these games like right before E3 because mm -hmm. we were going to be talking about them and doing interviews on them, and needed to be knowledgeable about them. I remember that the first time seeing this game very vividly. Yeah, I think so too. I think this is also like sort of the sad Wii U days, as we like to mm -hmm. call it, where. We knew that the hardware wasn't doing well. We were kind of down the dumps as just a company in general, like a bit, you know, low in terms of the mood because of very lackluster sales and launch. And we knew we were in a downtime. So again, when you have these pops of something great, you really like hold on to it because you've been in this period of yeah. just like down for so long. 
that's what I remember most about it was I think Mario Kart was sort of that start of we still have some great games. There are some great games for Wii U. Um, the console isn't doing that great, but these games are like awesome, you know? And that was kind of like my first little glimmer of hope and realization that like it's okay. Like we, we're going to be okay. Like we still have these great games to like hold us through. And I think when we're seeing this game for the first time, like I was really struck by just how bright and colorful, vibrant it was. And yeah, it just gave me like a glimmer of hope, I think in that kind of dark time. Um, so that's what I remember most. What about you? Yeah, so in my, in my illustrious career in oh, video illustrious. games. Oh, illustrious. There are three games that gave me the o OMG feeling the of feeling? I, I'm seeing something incredible and this is going to be like bi a big deal. Yeah. One, of, one of them might surprise you. Um, well, one of them is definitely Breath of the Wild. One of them was Breath of the Wild, which we saw a few years later. Yeah. This was, this was, the, uh, this was another yeah. one of them because yeah. I was like, I've, first of all, this game looks incredible. Even, That's the thing. Even today, this game looks incredible. Yeah. Like, I don't. I wouldn't call it the graphics were realistic, but there was a sense of realism in a Mario Kart universe. Yeah, exactly. And like graphical fidelity and effects and speed that we didn't see in previous games. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there was just like, there was just something about the visuals of it. I was like, this is this is a next gen Mario Kart game. Right, it felt because very next gen. A lot of the previous ones, like especially Mario Kart Wii got a lot of criticism of like, mm -hmm. oh, this is lazy. This is like the series yeah. might be kind of falling off falling off right um but that was like no this is like a fresh new take mm -hmm. and it felt so good to drive there were so many characters the courses were really creative and fun um i came away from that i was like my, my jaw dropped yeah first time seeing that game yeah. the other game for those curious when i worked at um bandai namco naruto ultimate ninja storm oh wow which at the time, was the closest thing to, to no. This is a PS3 oh, game. PS3, okay. The closest thing to watching like an actual Naruto episode. Okay, that's cool. Absolutely, inc mind. visually incredible game. Okay, that's nothing to do with Mario Kart. Though. <laughs> yeah, um, but definitely. Shout out to Naruto, though. <laughs> it is very rare to get the goosebump feeling yes. with a game, and when you touch the controls for the first time of a game, it really that first impression means so much. And I think this game really just like nailed that first impression because everything that we did during that first time seeing the game really just like blew our mind yeah like we just, yeah yeah I, I totally agree it's hard to put your finger on what made it feel next gen and what about the graphics was so special and I, even yeah even when i play mario kart today 10 years later from this moment yeah um i still this game holds up incredibly exactly well. yeah. i still like i just played the booster courses not two days ago right 2023 and i was like man this game looks and just feels years. great. Yeah. You know, feels great. It feels like it's ageless, mm -hmm. you know? And that's something very incredible right. that was built in right at the start mm -hmm. of when this game launched. So as far as the development leads, we had Mr. Kono, mm -hmm. who was kind of one of the original, you know, creators of yeah. Mario Kart overall. And he eventually went on to oversee all of Nintendo's work in mobile games, right. which is notable where we got Mario Kart Tour. Right, right. And then we also had Mr. Yabuki, who was new to us. He'd obviously been at Nintendo mm -hmm. for some time, but was new to us in this kind of a role. So I think it was interesting to have this kind of, and you see this a lot in Nintendo projects now, kind of like the old guard meeting, like... The, the young upstart yeah. developer but, but who's got these fresh them, ideas. But giving them the guidance yes. from their deep knowledge right. of working on these franchises for long periods of time. Uh, Mr. Kono, like side note, is like the nicest person ever. Yeah. Like, he is yeah. so sweet and so nice. And then Mr. Yabuki obviously was working on the series. Um, and he also goes on to work on ARMS, arms. as well. And right. you guys might know his crazy arms moves um, at yeah. another E3, but he was, he's was he been on the Mario Kart. Yeah, so when you wonder, oh, how come there's not an arm sequel? It's like, well, the guy in charge of it's got better things to do. I was just gonna say, like, that's exactly why. Like, yeah. he, he did a little project with arms, right. and then now he's probably working on like, Mario well, Kart the game, the game sold three million or sold 50 million? 50 I wonder million. what I I'm gonna know. put yeah. my time yeah, into. Yeah, exactly. Right? I think there's a, probably a tap on the shoulder there, <laughs> yeah. like, maybe focus on this thing. Right, right, right. So the game made a pretty good impact at that E3, and mm -hmm. everybody came away pretty happy. Obviously, you know, the specter of the Wii U just kind of hung over us, but we we kind of you know went right into our launch planning, and you know the big talking point for us was the whole anti gravity right. aspect of it. That was like 
one of the key messages that we had. I'm mm -hmm. sure if you went to look at the back of the box of the Wii U game, there's going to be an would upside be down something right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, very in your face about that, which I always thought was interesting. When I play the game, I don't really get that much of a sensation of anti gravity. Right. Right. Like you can tell, oh, this is very dynamic. There's a lot of movement, but. I wouldn't say it plays really much of a role at all in actually playing the game. Yeah, I remember when we were talking to the developers about the anti-gravity. I, I was really trying to understand it more because I had the same impression you did. Like when I physically, you know, got my hands on a controller and played and was experiencing that. Like I didn't couldn't really tell, but they were really like pushing us to talk about it and especially about like this this thing like where. You know, usually in Mario Kart games, you want to avoid hitting things because that slows you down. Yeah. But like in the anti-gravity mode, you want to hit things. Right. So they were really trying to like do some sort of like mind trick, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, this is the big difference is that you can like run into objects in other carts mm -hmm. and, and have this sort of like speed boost. But I, I think that this kind of... You know, I, I don't want to call it like a gimmick because that could be kind That's of... That's absolutely a gimmick. <laughs> it, they, it's a negative connotation, it but they, they definitely is. called it a gimmick. I hate calling Japanese it developers love the word gimmick. I don't like the word gimmick. Somebody, we negative. need to have an intervention on the meaning of this word. Yeah, they don't know the... I don't think they... They, they, think, it's a, they think it's cool. They think it's cutesy and cool. I think, I think it means something that's cheap. I think and it's like, like throwaway. A, to distract you from something that sucks. Right. You know? That, that exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what the connotation is yeah, in English. Yeah. But anyways, they, they called it a gimmick, but... I kind of feel like this was very gimmicky. It, it was. Yeah. So it was interesting that we had kind of, you know, built this whole campaign around uh, this this yep. this game feature that maybe or maybe was not all that compelling. Right. But I do remember this was around the time of, hey, the Wii U is not doing great. We do need to start to cook up some new ideas for marketing. So there were a lot of new things that we did mm -hmm. around this that, you know, for Nintendo at the time did feel pretty innovative. Yeah, yeah. This was the famous, like, you know, where social media started to get yeah. a lot bigger as mm -hmm. well. And I think this is when Nintendo started, like, their first sort of foray into, like, Meme culture. Well, we had so we had the Luigi like Death that. Stare yeah. was like red meat for that right out of the gate, and that was one of those interesting early conversations of like, should we get involved in this? Is it something that yeah. like is it going to become lame once Nintendo steps in? As as so often happens, once the brands enter the conversation, no cool. it becomes lame. Right. And I think we did do something quite late as as was our case because yeah. we had to talk to a lot of people about it and make sure everybody was okay um but that was a legitimate phenomenon it really um, was out of the gate for that game which was a nice little boost for us to get just some some broader conversation around it yeah and i think like usually these kinds of trends come and go so quickly this one like lasted a really long you'll time. still occasionally see this you'll pop see up it right sometimes and it's still not lame right and right. you know what's really special about this one too is that selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. 
When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Like, it's so interesting that usually in, you know, any kind of Mario game at the time, especially in like 2014, we weren't really focusing on different characters and their personalities very yeah. much. Like that was something that they, you know, Nintendo would kind of shy away from. Like focus on gameplay, focus on, you know, the actual, you know, that kind of stuff, but don't focus on the characters, don't focus on their personalities. But this one was like straight up, you know, Luigi personality right. highlight. Right. And it was so rare, but I think it kind of started the wheels turning like, oh yeah, these characters can have like these backstories and, and personalities that we could right, highlight. Right, right. Um, you know, you and I obviously went very heavy on it on Nintendo Minute, which I'll, I'll pat myself on the back. I'll say that was a very <laughs> forward thinking uh, show. But we did, I do remember I also worked on yeah. videos that were for the first time really focused on like the kid audience on YouTube, where yeah. it's like, let's get like a kid host and come up with these like little like gags and skits that are mm -hmm. very kid focused. And like we spent a lot on those like we spent a lot of time on those and you know that's like since then has always been a big emphasis for nintendo of like you know bring in new kid fans new kid players yeah and that to me was like the first time that we were really consciously trying to do it versus just assuming like oh yeah kids love nintendo yeah don't exactly. have to do anything there or like nintendo used to have this way of looking at like who plays their games or like Especially with the Wii U or the Wii era, it's like everybody plays our games, not not zero to ninety nine yeah. <laughs> or like whatever. It's like no, a zero year old and a ninety nine. I'm a hundred years old and I can't play. Yeah, what's like, the why deal? Not? I'm I'm <laughs> time not to born time yet. to kick off this mortal coil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the womb and I can't yeah. play Mario Kart. Not Dang for it. not for zygotes, sorry. Not for zygotes, yeah. So it was it was very unique to have like something focused on the characters, something that was acknowledging like a social media trend, something that was targeted towards a very specific audience. Like those are things that Nintendo has never done until the launch of this right. game. So the other thing that was very unique about this game was you know, we started to hear around the time of the launch, like, oh, there's going to be a lot of, like, post-release content, mm -hmm. which at the time was not new for video games in general, but was very yeah. new for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the first Nintendo game that had DLC, I think, was New Super Mario Bros. 2 on the 3DS. Right. Um, you know, which didn't predate this by that much. But we got a lot, even on the Wii U version. Mm -hmm. um, and the first one of those uh, was infamously... Terrible. This Mercedes-Benz... <laughs> free update, which I remember quite clearly working on this, and I was like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, that was like a real shocker. This was shaky. Yeah, and it, it definitely was so not like Nintendo to do something like this. Like, Nintendo hates things where it's like, quote, borrowed interest. Right. Where it's like, not something that, you know, is natively in the game that you can talk about from a marketing perspective. You're like, borrowing this, I guess, the interest of old people, like old rich people that have Mercedes Benzes somehow, which was just bizarre. Like it didn't match up with the game at all and it was just such a strange partnership. Yeah, I mean, I think this was just like Nintendo operating from a position of weakness. Exactly. And like, what, what can we do? Let's even bend our rules a little bit to right. just drum up something. So right. I, I would, you know, never expect them to make a deal like this. Ever again. And honestly, I was surprised when this was included in the Switch version as well. I figured they would have been like, we're, 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 getting, got, we're getting rid of this. Sweep that one under yeah. the rug. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um, no, and I remember they made this ridiculous ad in Japan with like the buff Mario guy with the scary, yes. like big nose and all of this. So I was very concerned about this. The reaction was not as bad as, as I, I think people just approach as like an oddity of like, oh, that's 
weird and maybe funny and silly. Yeah. Versus Nintendo's much, sold out. No one talked about it as much as, like, for very long. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of came and went. Right. Like, it sort of, then people just ignored it, I feel. Right, right. So after that, we did get kind of these two really big, substantial DLC packs. There was the Zelda pack, which came out November 2014, and then the Animal Crossing pack, which came out in April 2015. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was notable for a lot of reasons. You know, it introduced a lot of really great new tracks. But also, yeah. you know, we got out of just the Mario Universe? character set. Yeah. And we were, like, breaking down the walls. It's like, well, now we got we got Link in this. We've got all these Animal Crossing characters mm -hmm. in it. And I think when you start to think of, like, the future of the series, like, this is sort of where those ideas maybe are put into motion. Yeah, exactly. And I think, again, this is another example where if... Wii U was in a better state and Nintendo was in a better state in general, they would not consider these oh, kinds of crossovers. Okay. Because they're very precious about, you know, their the sort of the DNA and the core values of their IP. Like even the Mario Kart team, I think, were kind of in a little box of like what Mario Kart is called Mario Kart <laughs> for a reason. You know, it's not called Nintendo Kart. Um so I, I really do think like that these kinds of like loosening of these these guardrails came about because of where where this game sits within the you know the history of the company and because it was launched on this hardware that was like very bad. Um, so yeah, I think these are some good things that came out of a shaky time. Not the Mercedes Benz one, but like definitely opening it up to characters outside of the Mushroom Kingdom universe and like adding these, using your, you know, being more imaginative with like what kinds of things you can include in Mario Kart. Like, I think that's a good thing for the series in the future. You know, I, I never really thought about it like that. And I think maybe the reason was that it was just so well done yeah. that it felt like a logical extension of the series versus like this panic move yeah. of, oh my God, we have to stop the bleeding immediately. Yeah, I don't think it's like panic, but it's like we have to, we need to do something. And like it was very accepting as a whole during that time in the company. We, we you know, we kind of lived through that where like this was the time where Mr. Iwata was out there like doing crazy stuff. Yeah, and this was yeah. the time where the company felt very open to new ideas because mm -hmm. of its position. Like in the Switch day, no. Yeah. There is no room for new ideas because it, like it's working, so let's just do the bare minimum. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I think it may not be like I'm panicking, like let's like, you know, poop out these packs, but more so yeah, I like, was, we're open to these new ideas. Yeah, I was just so surprised at, you know, how fully fleshed out these were. I mean, sometimes with DLC you like question the value of it. Like, am I really getting a lot? Like you got yeah, a lot. You really did. In this. Yeah. Um, and it was great to play and it felt like this major new expansion. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean you got like you know it's like the courses they had they put so much effort into the music. Like remember those F Zero tracks with yeah. the, the like the orchestrated versions so of like good. the F Zero music. And the little details like in the um on the Zelda packs, like all the coins turned into rupees. Right, like right. the animal crossing just, the different seasons. Like they did so much right, love picking up bells. Yeah, it was exactly. just it was just so well done. We just mentioned it now, so I gotta say like the, the soundtrack on this game is like god god tier it soundtrack. Is the best I mean, just play that on repeat at a big it, band it, orchestra. I, 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 have, I have listened to this soundtrack. Outside of just the game. Just outside of the game for like a ridiculous amount of yeah. time. We did a video of us, a whistling competition, which yeah. is the dumbest thing we've, one of the dumbest <laughs> things we've ever done. First of all, you have no, you can't carry I was, a tune. I was great at that, by no, the way. you weren't. You're, um, you're, you're off key. But like, gosh, there's just so many parts of this game that were, the quality was just through the roof on this right. game. Some other um, things that we got as free updates along the way was the 200cc mode. Yes. Which I'm frightened to play as. Um, I would never go higher at than At a lot of times. I'm, yeah, that's tough. And then also when, once um, Amiibo came out with Smash, uh, we got all of the Amiibo uh, me. me racing suits. Those are cool. Which further expanded kind of the IP situation mm -hmm. in Mario Kart. Yeah. We all, we all got very excited to have our little me's. Right, in little, the little, game. Little, little, little baby Kirby, or hold on, or get your get your like Mega Man <laughs> suit, or the, I like the Pac-Man one. The Pac-Man one's good. Yeah, they were all just They're great. They're so cute. Um, the one other thing I would say about this game that was noteworthy, like right out of the gate, 
was, you know, Nintendo's got this very shaky reputation with online play. The online in this game was just just good from day one. Yeah, it just worked. It's it's not got it's very basic. every bell and whistle you could come up with in an online game, but it's extremely functional. It was super smooth. I don't know why. It's I, I'm not a technical guy in this way. I don't know why whatever they used for this game can't be applied to, to other like games or something that just that don't work. that don't work. Yeah. But what, what an incredible thing to have for this right. game. Right. I mean, th this game hinges on multiplayer. Yeah. Playing with other people. I mean, this game is still fun to go play online, and there's a ton of people on yeah. it. Yeah, we play it all you the get time in, You online. get into races, like, right away, mm -hmm. and it's totally seamless. Yeah. Incredible stuff in 2014, for sure. Just but incredible stuff for Nintendo, period. <laughs> How <laughs> did this happen? weirdly can't replicate it in other games. I know. I don't know why, My but gosh. whatever. So, you know, this game goes on to sell... In Wii U terms, quite well. Right. But again... A little shaky. You know, a few generations before on the Wii and the DS, we were in like 30 million territory. territory so yeah. it definitely felt... There was a damper on that. Because yeah. it was like, well... We this, just couldn't. We had a limitation yeah, with the hardware. We are not living up to the potential of this series because right. we have this hardware that's holding us back. Right. So we ditched that. Right, so, um, you know, we all started to turn our, our prospects ahead to the Nintendo Switch, and hey, right there, when the Switch was first revealed in that trailer, there was that guy in the back seat. Oh, that, that's right. Do, doing the, his little Joy-Con Mario Kart yeah, play. that's right. Right, and, you know, that was so interesting because at that time... Nintendo didn't confirm any of those games. Right. Like we're not we're not announcing we're not announcing a Mario. Co we're just showing we're what, just it showing could what, like. could, what it could look like. Hey, it's like. a possibility. We're just, right. This is just a video. We're not announcing anything. Right. But um, obviously, that did go on to become a game, and obviously, that did go on to become just a major, you know, trend on the Switch of let's let's re-release these games. Let's let's bring them to a bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, new There's audience potential on the there, Switch. Obviously, your install base is huge now. Right, Switch, right. And then later on, we got tons of stuff like Donkey Kong and, and all sorts of other Wii, Wii U games that didn't really meet up to its full potential. Right, right. Yeah. So the launch of the Switch was in March 2017. This mm -hmm. game came out very, very shortly after. Right. In April 2017. Right. Obviously, the launch title for Switch was Breath of the Wild, but that was a, a historic... One, two, Switch, excuse me. I'm sorry, I forgot all about the cow milking. <laughs> My bad. Jeez. Um, obviously, 2017 goes down in history as one of the most incredible years of video game launches, especially for Nintendo, obviously, with like the most stacked launch year in terms of games. Again, learned a hard lesson during those sad 3DS days of never to do that again. Have your... Your, your game's ready to go when you have a new console or else uh, people are going to fall off pretty quick. So they were yeah. very, very aware of that. And these things were just coming out like one after the other. And, you know, as, as you sort of hinted at early on, like the funny thing is, like we were so focused on all the day one launches of the yeah. hardware and those those handful of games that we had on day one. This This really did... Honestly, feel like an afterthought for us. It totally fell to the wayside. I was racking my brain trying to remember what we did for the launch. Who worked on this? Park what did we do? And then I realized it was me. <laughs> and the reason why I don't remember, because I was the hardware lead right. for Switch. Right. So I, I was launching the hardware. Right. And I was like, we must have done something for Mario Kart 8. This game sold, sold like, you know, like however millions of copies. It's always number one on the charts, you know, yeah. even now. I'm like, what did we do? And I realized that we didn't even do any separate launch campaign for this game. Yeah. We just let it come out as like a proof point for why you should get a Switch. And it was like, and it always just was shown in like a long list of like games. A sizzle reel or something. Yeah, or... it's like, oh, by the way, you can also play Mario Kart right. 8. Right, If you didn't play it on Switch or on Wii U or whatever. Um, and it's fascinating to me that that was our like approach to it because this game without doing anything at all I and mean, still do nothing at all really has just sat at the number one spot in terms of sales for well, like, the entire life cycle <laughs> i think it's fair on one hand because 
nobody knew that just a relaunch could be that big. Yeah. Like, I think people are like, oh, it's Mario Kart. People will like it. People will buy it. But nobody was thinking like, oh, this is going to be, you know, through the whole generation. This is going to be our top seller. This is going to smash records. It's going to be perpetually number one. We're going to do a Black Friday bundle every year for the rest of our lives with this game. Yes. Nobody was thinking that way. And and I can, I can sort of understand it, but it is funny, like, how low-key the launch was. Right, right. It was so just like an afterthought. And I think because of that, frankly, Nintendo, we were surprised at like how well it sold. Yeah. Like we would laugh every single time. We're like, oh, it beat it beat like the, the game that we put like all the effort into again <laughs> without doing anything. Why do we bother? Um, but I think that's what sort of spurred the team on to then do all of these things for it, like the DLC, like the booster packs and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was very much like a reaction versus it being like a planned out Yeah, there was, thing. Pro- there was probably way more marketing done for it post-release. Yeah. Like because it can, anytime it was like, oh, you know, it's the, it's the new holidays, like what games are we going to put front and center? Like, or there was yeah. some other, you know, just kind of generic gift buying opportunity. Like this was always like top, top of the list. Yeah. And like you said, it became a Black Friday bundle for like... Five years. That's going nowhere. As long as there's a, there's a Switch bundle, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get a Mario Kart. I know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's amazing. So, you know, in terms of what was in this, so it had all of the DLC kind of bundled into it, which right. was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it did have this expanded battle mode, which which was one of the big criticisms for the yeah. vanilla Wii U version was that it didn't have, like, you know, a proper battle mode. Mm-hmm. You, know, you were just doing it on the tracks that you were yeah. racing on which it wasn't it wasn't very fun it wasn't very fun honestly um and we brought splatoon into the fold that's right um yeah. as well so you know not a ton of new content but what was in there was notable and substantial mm-hmm. so it did help it to feel more than just like you know a lazy literally a port a lazy a, a lazier um sort of sort of port and, and re-release of that mm-hmm. there, there was yeah. a lot of stuff there but yeah like it pretty quickly became this perpetual seller, which, again, certainly certainly not based on anything that we did. It was just based on, you know, the strength and the interest in Mario Kart yeah. and that cachet that had been built up over time. Again, 30 million people on the DS and on the Wii, yeah. you know, bought that game. So there's there was just this, this pent-up, like pent pent-up demand for, you know, how long would that have been? Like, you know... 10, 10 years or so right, exactly. of, of people wanting to get back into it. So, right. so that and was And it's just one of those games where like you can underestimate it as just like some racing game or whatever, but it's one of those games where it's like a must-have in everybody's yeah. new system library. Like you have to just, you just have to right. buy it. It doesn't matter. Like even if you're like some casual person that doesn't play a lot of games, like this is the one. Yeah, you know, I actually think, you know, for myself, you know, through the life of the Switch, that my total hour count that's the highest of any game, and it might be this, like more than more than any of the Zeldas, more than anything yeah. else. I think just cumulatively, I've, I have just come back to it again and again. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people it's like I that. I think everybody's like that. And like you always break it out when someone comes over. You know, you're always going to be, you're perpetually going to have fun playing this game. Like, An underrated feature that, that can be annoying if you are playing with good people is that the feature, the auto drive and the auto steering oh. is kind of amazing. Because you people will say like, oh, you know, this game is fine for people who don't play games. But a lot, of, a lot of times it's not. Like you do yeah. need to have some basic ability or knowledge of how video games work. Yeah. But in this, like you can truly give it to somebody who has never played a video game in their Zygons? life and turn those <laughs> things on and... Like, they can have a good time it's with it. It's fun, yeah. Which, I'm a little surprised that more games have not learned from that, of like, yeah. like super baby mode. This like is like super, li- super literally, baby Literally mode. for babies. Yeah. Like, like, wave the controller. Yeah, like a two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you're racing. <laughs> it's fun, though. Yeah. And they feel involved. You yeah, know, I mean, like you're, literally you everybody... are still playing it. It's not like a cheat, but sometimes it is on by default. When, that's the annoying part. Don't do that. So sometimes yeah, I'll be doing a race. Right. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And I'll see that little like antenna, little antenna. in the back. Like, oh, I'm going to restart. Yeah, restart. Darn it. That's right. Right. But that is that is kind of an underrated, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you would call it an accessibility yeah. feature, but 
you know, in, in the true Nintendo spirit of everybody can play this game, actually everybody can play this game. Right. And right. we really had, like, the most office tournaments true. around this game. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, the most competitive thing ever. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe the... Talk about death stares, you know? <laughs> People were giving death stares to each other down the hall. But we were, like, dead locked in these Mario Kart inner office yep. tournaments. Um, it just, yeah, and it just speaks to, like, the power and the broadness of this game. Like, everybody wanted to play this game. Everybody wanted to play this game all the time with people around them, you know? And it was so fun. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. So, you know, the game would get these sort of regular updates, but we weren't really adding new content to it until, um, you know, very late in... Uh, I think it was probably, so the booster course pass was announced in February 2022. So I think it was 2021 when we first started to hear about that. Right. And the first time I heard about this, like, I thought my leg was being pulled. You were like, you got to be kidding me. I was right? like, first of all, we're doing new content for this game, like, five years later, <laughs> and you're doubling the number of tracks? Right. This, this, does, this does not sound believable. Yeah. You're, somebody is trolling me right now. Yeah. I know, it was shocking, because yeah. it was just so late in, like, the life of the game. We're like, why? And also, like, it was already selling so well. Right. So, like, why? You don't right. need to do any of this. But that's fine, if you want to, I Yeah, guess. I mean, it, it was a very <laughs> unconventional move, because, yeah, you probably could have argued, like, we don't actually need to do anything. Right. But, you know, I think as far as continuing to keep the trajectory of this high... Um, you know, continuing, you know, I, I, I have to imagine that this game has a big impact on NSO subscriptions, yep. you know, keeping people plugged into that. I think there's a lot of like bigger picture kind of business, businessy things at play yeah. with this. And I mean, this has just been a wonderful addition. Again, it's just, it just wrapped up, but they doubled the number of tracks they kept you going back five years later. Yeah, I mean, it, it was truly an event every time one of these packs yeah. dropped. Like, they, they didn't, like, sustain for, like, a month, but for, like, a week or so, like, everybody was going back and people were talking about yeah. it. And we were making videos about it, and it did feel like this this special sort of thing. I'll, I, would, I would argue that overall, the quality of these tracks were not quite as good mm -hmm. as what as was the in the original yeah. game. But they got pretty close. Yeah, they were pretty close. I mean, some of them are a little bit more generic than others. Um, I also think they wanted to find a way to bring in some of those Mario Kart Tour yeah, courses. Yeah. And we should talk about Mario Kart Tour a little bit because right. that was definitely different 
And as you mentioned, Mr. Kono went on to lead the mobile team. Right. Um, and, you know, the mobile stuff for Nintendo has been very sort of up and down, mainly down. Um, so, you know, there, there is sort of this idea of, like, what kind of really powerful Nintendo IPs can be brought over to mobile to make it yeah. feel not so down. I don't know why Mario Kart Tour is not, like, the biggest mobile game ever. Yeah. You'd think it would be, right? But somehow it doesn't really somehow, feel right. Somehow it hasn't happened. Like, yeah. it's, it's fine to play. I've played it, you know, a fair yeah. amount. It's, it's fine. Um, you know, it does have all the kind of, you know, money grab things that a mobile game mm -hmm. is going to have. But, yeah, for some reason it never really clicked on yeah. in a big way the way that you might have expected given the pedigree of the series and frankly, you know, like the, the amount of effort that Nintendo put into making the game. Like that, mm -hmm. that was not a, like a slap, slap together sort of game. Yeah, none of the mobile games really are. Right. They're really quite high quality, right. but and somehow it doesn't click. I mean, they are still operating at, I mean, a lot of the mobile games at this point, they've shut down. Um, so, but, but yeah, they did want to find a way to bring over some of those courses that they had. So, you know, the, the idea of tour is it's a lot of those courses are set in real world right. locations. So, we, you yeah. know, every uh, booster course pass release had like two a those. couple of those yeah. included. And as somebody who dabbled in tour, I had kind of mixed feelings about it. Um, a, I don't, I don't always love the juxtaposition of Mario in the real world. B, those 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 courses were very focused on the route changing every lap. Yeah. So, unless you had played it, you know, five to ten times, you and, don't know and, where and to actually go. memorized it, there was a lot of like, oh, I did great on lap one, but I did terrible on lap two because yeah. I had this other turn that no I wasn't idea. ready for, yeah. and I don't even know. Where and to also, go. it really hinges on like if that city is actually very landmark heavy, right? Or right. Else it's very hard to recognize you're like you're just yeah sometimes it's just like oh so i'm in a city like los angeles is one where i'm like huh yeah what like i don't know these landmarks that well to yeah. you know understand like the appeal of this right 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 um so that that was a little bit interesting i mean mario kart tour again i think they're just trying to like bridge bridge over a little bit because they they did not get the big like crazy mobile success with mario kart tour and there was obviously effort put into those tracks it might as well bring it to a, a install base on Switch that is huge, that would be able to experience yeah. this. Because, like, I, I really didn't play many of those courses. Right. They were new to me, right, you know? Right. So that was something. But, you know, they did continue this good trend of, you know, releasing the older courses, but in a lot of ways really, like, remixing them. So, right. in, you know, in the last uh, pack, like, they did have this Bowser's Castle track that was from the Super Nintendo, the very first Mario Kart, which is just completely different. It looks so good. And, you know, they added, like, all this verticality to it, which was mm -hmm. obviously not in the original version. So and I think that's just a great, you know, ongoing thing that they have going for them is, like, now we've banked this just great library of tracks right. through history yeah. that people have nostalgia for that we can keep tweaking, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the kind of game that we're making. So that's yeah. that's just super valuable. And it's always like a big conversation topic for people too. It's like, oh my gosh, the Wii Rainbow Road is finally here. It's very debatable. Yeah. Right? Oh, which is your favorite Rainbow Road? And everybody will have a have different, a different answer. answer. Yeah. But it's cool to have them all in one game. Yes. You know? Right, right. So I think that that's very smart of them to kind of, you know, do these re-releases of these courses because, yeah, people still want to play them and want to talk about them. Yeah. So. So before we wrap up um, our conversation of Mario Kart 8, I've got to ask, what's your favorite Mario Kart 8 track? Because I have an easy, easy pick. You're going to say Mount Wario. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can say Mount Wario too. It, I mean, it is objectively the best one. It is such a good course. Yeah. That one is hard to beat. I, I do love that one. Um, gosh, is there another one that like hits the same as Mount Wario? You know, I do like the... Um, <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a, um, was it Wario Stadium? Okay. That one's pretty fun too. All right. Yeah. Um, another <laughs> one that I I would put just a, a step below Mount Wario is the Excite Bike one. Oh, that one's really fun. Which it's like, it just <laughs> like plays that. off of that kind of jump boosting right. it mechanic. Right. doesn't it? And it's like, you're just constantly going yeah. like super fast. It, like it feels like it, it's for like pretty skilled play and just like right. very chaotic. 
But yeah, the Martin Mount Wario is just like like has so many things of it being mm -hmm. like this point to point. There's no laps. Yep. The downhill part of it. The slalom. Um, right. I the love slalom. That. Like I really like um, rally racing games yeah. and like the downhill like race is like Got one so one of those things that you they go have. Go through the woods and you have that like those right. jumping over those trees, um, falling right. trees. Right. You start coming out of a helicopter. It's cool. Just incredible it from is, start to finish. It does feel very like Olympic. Um, right. Right. I will say that I do have a special relationship now with Coconut Mall because oh. we have a famous video that we did yeah. I think last year when that when they finally released that course in a booster pack yeah. where I had to get pied. The person that lost. Well, you didn't have to. I mean, I was gonna say the person that that lost had to get pied in the say, face with a coconut cream pie, and could I could have gone differently. I was so close, but I definitely lost, no, and then know. I got pied. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, like. Was okay. Like that pie Secret, was pretty good. You secretly liked it. Okay. And it was soft. Weird, it wasn't like, weird it fact it about wasn't you. wasn't painful. Loves getting slammed in the face with pies. <laughs> you didn't. You were very gentle. I felt that. <laughs> um, so, like we said, this 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 project, this game that's lasted, you know, from wow. announcement for past ten years. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask the logical question to wrap up here is like, what what happens next for Mario Kart? I know. We had such an interesting conversation on our last. Um, full podcast episode about what people say with Smash Brothers, like, oh, you can't possibly make a new Smash Brothers. I know, because Ultimate is Ultimate. Because there's so much in it. And yet, you could say the same thing about Mario Kart. You've crammed everything. You've added all these characters. You've doubled the tracks. Right. And yet it still feels like there's a lot more possibility yeah. with Mario Kart. It doesn't feel like the Ultimate yet, doesn't it? Right. It feels like there's a Mario Kart 9 <laughs> in the horizon. I think so. And uh, we've, been, we've been banging this drum for like, over a year now, because we've been talking a lot about the next Switch, Switch 2, or whatever you want to call it. And like 100%, the Switch 2 has to launch. The launch title for Switch 2 has to be Mario Kart 9. They must know now that this is a cash cow. You yeah, want to make yeah. some money? Launch it with Mario Kart 9. I think it's the ultimate launch game. It yes. truly does reach everybody. Right. Um, you know, obviously the, the teams had plenty of time to work on something yep. new. Mr. Yabuki's been pretty quiet. Right, right. <laughs> but I think also, you know, this experience of now releasing this much post-release release content mm -hmm. over the years, I feel like Nintendo's been learning from that and thinking, I hope, about how to maybe have a more forward-looking plan exactly. for post-release content, where all of these things felt like a little reactive. That's what I was to like, oh, too. this thing's popular. We better keep supporting keep it. doing something. Oh, we can use this thing to sell the NSO. Like, we better keep right. doing something. It feels yeah. like now they can say, all right, people love Mario Clearly Kart. Clearly works. People are in on us releasing this stuff. Yeah. It feels like they can plan out. Like, we're going to support from day one to the last day of this console's existence. It could be 10 more years. Post-release yeah. support. And I don't think they're looking at it as like the Fortnite live service model where right. it's like every month we're grinding out something new. Yeah. Check, yeah. check the Travis Scott concert in oh Mario Kart. Oh my God, no. I don't think it's like that, but it's like every year to year and a half, we will have a substantial update. new update. Right. And when you consider like, you know, a, a seven, eight year life cycle like we got with the Switch, like that's a lot of content. That's a lot of reasons for people to come back. That's mm -hmm. a lot of extra money yeah, you can get the, out of people. It's cheaper than doing a brand new game every year. Right. And um, yeah, I think, no pun intended, but like they need to have a roadmap that goes yeah. from start to end for this life cycle, this new life cycle for Mario Kart 9 or whatever they want, probably Mario Kart 9. They're probably just going to call it that. But yeah, instead of being like very reactive and sort of kind of cobbling this together as it goes, like I'm sure that they have this like master plan, you know, ready to go and maybe it hooks into other games that are coming out. Hey, maybe when Metroid Prime 4 comes out, we'll get Samus oh, in Mario Kart sure. with a cool like now cart that, you know, that looks like something from that looks universe. Looks like her ship. That looks like her yeah, ship. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a way to use Mario Kart, because clearly this is like the best-selling game ever, right? Like use this as like a central point for all these things to like right, shoot right. off of. And that would be really cool for them to have this like central pillar for you to do that, you know? Yeah, to me, to me that's very appealing. Like I think that's a better approach than saying, well, mm -hmm. we'll release Mario Kart 9 and then we'll release Mario Kart 10 in three to four years. Yeah. Because you can just keep building on this base game, which is very good. Yeah. 
the potential downside to that is what we've seen, and I think they would they would be able to avoid this. What we've seen with some of the Mario sports games recently, where they feel very underbaked day one. Day one, and it's like yeah. you took in totality what would have been a very full featured game, and you plucked out fifty percent of it to kind of like fart it out right months later for no real reason. Right, right, and. I, I think they are smart enough and yeah. know that this the scope of this game and the importance of this game to not do that. Right. But I, that, I think that isn't going to be in the back of the minds of some people if that's what they decide to do. Right. You can't, like, artificially lengthen something by taking content out of, like, right. the initial launch. People can tell. Launch. People, exactly. People are not that stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they again, the road mapping or the planning of this needs to be, like, really solid full-fledged game, launch game for Switch yeah. 2, and then, like, a really strong roadmap that is consistently timed, that's releasing stuff. Again, maybe it hooks into other things that are coming out to drive interest in those other things, boost interest in those other things. Like, that could be cool, you know? And you can see that Nintendo understands the power of this franchise. It even is transcended games. You know, it is the main ride at Universal, it was a huge plot point in the movie. Good point. So all of these things point to, like, we get it. This is big. Like, we're not going to mess it up, you yeah. know? So yeah. that, that gives me a lot of confidence. I'm really excited for Mario Kart 9. I think that the imagination for courses are endless, you know? Very different than Smash, where it's very hinged on characters. Like, this is very much like, you can come up with courses forever, you know? You really have no limit to that. Um, so I can't wait to see what they come up with. How do you, how, so how would you feel about a situation where they do start to go down the Smash Ultimate route and bring in for the first time third party characters? Oh. Um, in addition to the now very diversified Nintendo, Nintendo roster of, of, you know, Mario, Link. Zelda, we got, yeah. we got some F-Zero, we got, we got a little, little bit of this and that. I'm open to it. I feel a little less open to it, actually. Really? I feel like I would prefer them to really maximize all of the Nintendo mm, okay. IP. I mean, they certainly have plenty. Fully plenty, yeah. Before they even start to think about that. I feel yeah. like with Smash Ultimate, some of them felt like a bit of a reach to me. Well, some of them were just like Mr. Sakurai liked like his character, like Terry. The three people who <laughs> love Terry Bogard, no offense. Um, two people. One of them is Mr. Sakura, <laughs> and then two others. It's Mr. Sakura and two other but, people. But you know, he did envision that of a celebration of broadly all of gaming. Yeah. Whereas this is Mario Kart. I think. Ah. I think hopefully. Okay. At least I, I say hopefully. Maybe people. You know, some people feel otherwise. I'm sure. Like I like keeping this in the Nintendo yeah. pool. That's cool. That feels yeah. more thematically. Accurate, in line authentic. with what we've got. Yeah, I'm, I'm so impressed with this team's ability to just put so many little details and make these courses with other characters. These are Nintendo characters, obviously, but like the Zelda and the Zelda pack and the Animal Crossing pack, like they've, they've done so much to make it feel very Mario Kart, but also pull in, you know, what makes those games special. Like, I, I, I don't doubt that they can bridge that gap. But yes, hopefully it's not a situation where like one person is like, I really want this character to be in, and it's like, okay, yeah. and then no one cares, yeah, because <laughs> that would be weird. Um, yeah, it does just feel like you know, again, compared to Smash, like you know, that kind of core base fight mode is the only mode that can sustain. Yeah, like with Mario Kart, like there, there is this legacy of the battle mode being mm -hmm. an important thing. Imagine this. Oh. We've had F Zero ninety nine. Imagine if Mario Kart ninety nine was just built into Mario Kart nine. It's oh just a, mo a mode in. That's so cool. Mario Kart nine. Mario Kart ninety nine. You just add another nine. Three more nines. Two more nines. One more nine. One more nine. <laughs> <laughs> One more nine. And I mean, who knows? Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe it's not. But it does feel like this is just more. There's more openness to yeah. new kind of riffs on the base totally. racing. Yeah, the base racing is like the bread and butter, obviously. Yeah. And again, you can endlessly make courses. Mm -hmm. And then you have all these other things that you could do. Like the battle mode is so good um, and so much fun. People love the battle mode. So it's not like people are like, ill, don't focus on this at all. Like that's something that they yeah, want. I think, I think so, they could completely reinvent that too and yeah. make that even more of a you know mm -hmm. big, big equal part in addition to the racing. So yes. who knows what they'll do next? 
I'm, but it's gonna be good. Like you, I'm, I'm extremely excited for yes. this. I, I still am in a bit of disbelief that this Mario Kart Eight is completely done. Like when yeah. you saw that that new image that, at the end of the credits, that really like, oh drove that home. Thanks for playing. But yeah, we had to take a moment to just look back and really celebrate this amazing game. Yeah, I can't believe that we were pretty much at Nintendo for almost the entire the entire life yeah. of this game. Is sort of matched to our life at Nintendo, which is weird. <laughs> um, we will start fresh, a new life. Yeah, we'll begin. born again. Born, <laughs> born again when Mario Kart Nine comes out. Um, and we can look forward to that day together. Yes? Yeah. All right. Well, let us know what your favorite Mario Kart 8 track is in the comments. If it's, if it's Mount Wario, then we are friends forever. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Selling a little, or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap, or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. <laughs>